0: in which we complete the 6th perek and begin the 7th. We have a Nazir, he completed all of his days, and now he brings the first korban, and they sprinkle the blood successfully. But then he becomes Tameh after he sprinkles the blood of the first Korban. So there's Machloket, Rabbi Eliezer. If you remember before, Rabbi Eliezer says a person it continues to be a Nazir until he completes the entire process. Only then is he permitted to start drinking wine and becoming Tameh Lamet. So, because it says that, and this person only brought one sacrifice successfully, but now became Tameh, and will no longer be able to offer his other sacrifices, so he negates everything. A simple reading of negates everything means he has to go all the way back to the beginning, um, and and, uh, start all over again, because he became Tameh Lamet. Um, so just like it became tamei in the middle, it goes back to the beginning. So well, he didn't finish. It's not over till it's totally over. Okay, but we will modify the b'eli a little bit in the Gemara. Now, yavish say no, it's not a problem. Let him bring the rest of his korbanot and become tahor. What the what's the order of this? Uh, in the Yerushalmi, it says that he becomes tahor and then brings the other two. Uh, but it could also be the order that is expressed here, that he brings his korbanot even while Tameh, he himself cannot come and bring them, but he can ask a shaliyah, a messenger to bring them on his behalf and then later on, he'll become tahor. And so he can still go ahead and he doesn't have to uh, negate anything. The first korban that he brought was a valid korban. He was tahor and everything was fine. And once he brings that one and brings the blood, so then that's it. He's out of the nizirut. He still has to bring his other ones, but he can bring them. Um, and uh, and becoming Tame, Tame lamet after he brings this the the um the first one um will not negate anything um he just goes ahead and does all the rest of his obligations and he's good to go. So the uh, the Chachamim tell tell be Eliezer, here's a proof for our side, because in fact there was a case of this Miriam from Tarmod. Here's a picture of Tarmod Palmyra. You can go and visit. And she um, was a nizira. And she completed her days. And they she brought the first korban. And uh, the kohanim sprinkled the blood of that first korban on the Mizbeach, on her behalf. That Nizrak Aleha doesn't mean they sprinkled it on her. You don't sprinkle blood on on her, um, but rather on the Mizbech for her. And then before she got to finish her other two karbanot, she got a message that her daughter, sadly, was in danger. Uh, of dying. And she went to visit, and sure enough, her daughter had died. And so, since she is with her daughter at that point, she became Tame Lamet. And the rabbi said, That's okay. Uh, um, it's not, you know, it's sad for her, but in terms of Nizirut, um, that's okay. We can go ahead and she can bring her other Korbanot and be purified. And uh, there are all her days, and the first Korban are still perfectly valid, and she is no longer a Nizira. All right that's the Mishnah and the Gemara comments Katane Now according to the Mishnah that we just read if um, if a Nazir gets tameh before the entire procedure is over it goes it negates everything sounds like it goes all, all the way back to day 1. However Rabbi Eliezer said earlier that um, anything Anytime someone becomes Tamer Lamet after the days have been fulfilled, meaning if you get uh, become tameh midway through, then obviously everybody agrees you got to go back to the beginning. But if you counted up to the last day and now you're on the last day and just have to bring your Korbanot, then you do not negate the days that you counted, um, rather you only have to add seven more days. And even the seven more days is just so that you can become Tahor. It takes seven days to be, if you're tamemet, you get sprinkled on the third and the seventh, and then you're Tahor. So you have to be tahod in order to bring all the rest of your korbanot. Um, so that's what be Eliezer said there. And this would be an equivalent case of someone became tameh on their last day. Why are you saying it negates everything? And Rav explains, you're right, even in this Mishnah, when it says soter et hakol, it doesn't mean hakol is not referring to all the days she counted, but rather to all of the korbanot, uh, even the korban that she brought already. While she was tahor, which was valid, but now it's, now it's negated because she became tameh now and can't bring the other two, and now she's going to have to add seven days, and when she's tahor again, then she's going to have to bring all of her korbanot. That's what sotere takol means, but you're right indeed. Um, she does not have to recount. And actually, this uh, interpretation of Rav, we're not just backing into it because we had a contradiction, um, but also it makes sense from the context because when we look at the Chachamim and what they disagree about, right? The Chachamim say, "Oh, let her bring the other korbanot and then she'll be uh, and she'll be fine." So, from the fact that they say that and they don't, the Chachamim don't say, uh, "No, she doesn't have to count," you know. She can keep going or anything like that. It sounds like the point of disagreement is only regarding the regarding the first korban, right? Of course, she's going to have to bring the next korbanot. She didn't bring them yet. Um, the question is about the first korban. Khamim say no. The first korban she did was valid, and now she just have to bring. She just has to bring the rest of them. So that means according to the Eliezer, she has to go back and do all three korbanot. Um, and uh, so, from the context of uh, the contrast with Chaimim, since they only are talking about. The Korbanot, it sounds like Rabbi Eliezer and Hamim, are only disagreeing about the Korbanot, but they all agree that the days that she counted are valid. Um, and now we're just going to cite the rest of the Mishnah as relevant to what opinion. And here in the context of the story, the rabbi said the same thing, let her just bring the rest of the Korbanot and that will be fine. Um, it is interesting that that the phrase that the Chachamim say here in the apodictic part of the Mishnah, um, meaning where they just give the Pesach Halacha, Yavishar Kobanotav is the same as what the what they say in the story. Tavishar veTitad. What's this Kobanotav in male? This is in female because it was talking about Midyam. So it's in female here. It's just giving a Pesach So it gives it in a more, more general way in, a, in, in a male gender. Um, but uh, otherwise, um, we could probably assume that this story is in fact the origin of the law, right? The story came first and then at uh, some point um, when during codification, the Biudanasi, whoever um, first uh, put together this oral tradition, uh, removed the story part and just kept the the base halacha de maaseh because you know what does not matter what who, what her name was and where she's from, um, and so this um, so you have the story uh, first, then you have the pesach Halakha, pesach Halakha is remembered separately, and then um, uh, in order to bolster it, oh well, I'll tell you actually the whole story because this is not just a theoretical that uh, you know some that the rabbis um, uh, thought about and decided, but rather it was an actual case and so that makes it, that makes it stronger. Hazakim um, completing the sixth pedic. And now the seventh pedic. Okay, so now a nazir is similar to a Kohen Gadol in that neither of them can become tameh, not even for their closest relatives, as we saw above. However, both of them are permitted to become tameh for met misvah if they're walking on the on the road. So, if either of them separately are walking on the road and they see um, a body and no one is around to bury them, both a quin gadol and a nazir are permitted to become tameh lamet to bury them. But now the question is, what if there's a quin gadol and a nazir that together walk into a bar? No, they're walking in the desert. Uh, they're walking on the road and they see a mitzvah. So only one of them needs to become Tameh lamet. There's no point in both of them becoming Tameh lamet. Which one takes precedence? That's the question. Kohen Gadol Nazir. Nazir Kohen Gadol. So Rebi Eliezer says, let the Kohen Gadol become Tameh and leave the Nazir alone. Chamim say the opposite. The nazir should become tameh, and let the kohen let the value tameh kohen and let not not even a common priest should not become uh, tameh, and uh, all the more so a kohen gadol. Okay, let's see their reasoning. Amarubi be maybe Al Al as it says, let the Kohen, Kohen or Kohen Gadol become Tameh, because a Kohen, uh, not even a Kohen Gadol, they don't bring a Korban if they become Tameh. There's a prohibition. A Kohen cannot become Tameh if they do, so they violate the prohibition but they don't have to bring korban, whereas a nazir is much stricter. A nazir has to bring three korbanot on becoming tameh lamet and go all the way back to the beginning. So we see that the law is much more stringent for a nazir and therefore it must be worse for a nazir to become tameh, Therefore, let the Kohen Gadol uh, go and bury the guy. Lo, nazir olam. kohen olam. However, the Hamim said back to him, No, I think we think the opposite. That the nazir should become Tameh because his whole, his sanctity is not permanent. A nazir, he wasn't born a nazir. And so at some point he said, I'm going to be a nazir for 30 days, a year, 10 years. doesn't matter. Even if it becomes nazir for a lifetime, still he wasn't born that way, and so the holiness of a Nazir is lower than a Kohen, even a regular Kohen, not only Kohen Gadol, because a Kohen is born that way and never stops being a kohen and cannot be, um, cannot uh, become temel amet for, the, for his entire life and therefore the kiddushava of a kohen is higher than that of a nazir." Okay, very interesting to compare these two and see, you know, each one has a stringency and that, that, you know, that the other doesn't have. All right, now the gemara is going to bring up a bunch of new case, uh, other cases where you have two people and we have to decide who should become Tamer Lamet if they're uh, uh, if uh, if it's relevant like if they see a met mitzvah Okay. Mishnah gave us this case of a Koen Gadol Nazir, and we had one opinion, said Koen Gadol is better, meaning should remain tahor. And the other said Nazir is better, and he should remain Tahor. Okay, we got, we understand their logic, but now we want to ask some other opinion, other cases. Masuach <laughs> Beshemin O Within kohen gadol, there are different types of kohen gadol. During the time of the first bet midrash, when they had the special oil by which they uh, that they used to anoint a kohen gadol, oil that was goes back was prepared by Moshe Rabbeinu. So that was a higher level of uh, being kohen gadol. During the second bet midrash, they no longer had had that. It was it was put away, never found, never, never to be found again. And so in the second Metamikdash, the what distinguishes the Kohen Gadol is that he has many garments. A regular Kohen has four garments. Kohen Gadol has eight garments. And um, uh, so when someone is inaugurated, they don't get oil on their head, but they get, these, they get to wear the extra eight garments, for, including the seats, very special garments that only the Kohen Gadol wears. So they're both Kohanim Gedolim, and so, if you have a kohen from the first bet Mikdash and a kohen from the second bet mikdash well, they couldn't be walking together. But let's say theoretically, um, if there was a, during the first bet Mikdash sometime a uh, person that didn't get the anoint, didn't get anointed, and they come upon a mitzvah, who should who should uh, take care of it? And <speaking> maybe. <in Hebrew> The Kohen Gadol that was anointed with oil takes precedence, and he remains Tahor. And we know that there is a significant halachic difference. It's not just uh, about the what inauguration ceremony they have. There actually is a halachic difference between the status of these two Kohanim. The one that was anointed with oil, if that Kohen Gadol should sin uh, and, and violate a sin, that a normal person would have to bring a Korban Chatat. For a regular person, anyone who brings a, who has to bring Korban Chatat, brings a small animal, like a goat. Um, however, a kohen gadol who was anointed with oil um, for do, for violating the same sin uh, uh, by mistake, uh, who has to bring korban hatat, actually brings a pod. Um, has to bring a bull uh, instead. He's kohen gadol. He's you know everybody's looking up to him, and so his sin is more impactful. Um, and therefore has to bring a pod. Whereas when there's no more of the oil, and uh, someone uh, kohen gadol only has the eight, um, uh, the eight garments to inaugurate him, that per- that kohen gadol does not bring the pod, but just brings a regular animal like anybody else. So we see that even in their halachic status regarding korbanot, there is a significant difference between the two, and therefore it makes sense also um, uh, for becoming tameh lamet. Better for the regular, the kohen gadol to become tameh than for the one that is mashuach Beshem and hamishra. Next case, mashuach shavad u'merubbe gadim. gadim adif aved avoda vil mashuach shavad la'bar avoda If we have a kohen gadol who was retired, he was kohen gadol and that's it. He stopped. Um, uh, for example, if he was, if the kohen gadol um, became tameh or was sick and couldn't uh, couldn't serve, and so you have someone else come and serve in his place, and then he gets better, so the one that served in his place, the substitute, he was kohen gadol. He never go back to becoming just a regular kohen. So that's the example of a retired kohen gadol. Um, so and another one who is the active regular Kohen Gadol. So better, the one that's uh, the active Kohen Gadol takes precedence and remains Tahor, because the one who is Mirbeh Birabim, who is currently active, he's doing he's doing the Avodah. If he has to take care of uh, this dead body, then he's going to be Tameh for a few days and he won't be able to serve in the Bet HaMikdash. Whereas the one who is retired, he's not serving anyway. So better t- for him to become Tameh, and uh, then it'll, it'll become tahard and it won't disrupt the Betamikdash service. Next case, avar mechamat keruyo ve'avar mechamat mumo. If you have uh, one Kohen Gadol who um, cannot serve temporarily because he is tame tumat keri. Let's say he was with his wife the night before, and uh, so he has to go to the mikveh, and so he cannot serve that day. Whereas someone else is has a blemish, right? They um, uh, have some kind of physical blemish on their body, and because of that, they cannot serve in the Beit HaMikdash. So neither of these people are serving on that day. And they come. They're walking along the way, and they come upon a dead body. Met aval mechamad adift ilu hay lemachar, v'ilu aval mechamad mumola hazel avoda. So the one who um, is only uh, uh, t- tameh because of Kedi takes precedence and remains tahor because the, uh, because he can go and do avoda tomorrow. He'll go to the mikveh and he'll be okay tomorrow. Um, whereas the one who has a mum cannot cannot serve ever right if he's uh, missing a limb or something so there's no he's not going to be serving today and not tomorrow and anyway so he may as well go ahead and um, and take care of the mit- mitzvah all right good next case what if you have these are um, these are both not Kohanim Gedolim, but they are a high status of a Kohen. One is Mashuach Melchama. When the people of B'nai Yisrael go out to war, there will be one of the Kohanim whose uh, job was to go out to war with them and he would give them a pep talk, and encouragement, and he was anointed with oil. So he has a high status. Mashuach Milchama also has some laws in common with the Kohen Gadol. For example, he cannot marry an Almanah. So, uh, if you have a Meshul Chama and a Sagan, that's a Vice Kohen Gadol, he's ready and waiting just in case the Kohen Gadol becomes incapacitated, um, then the Sagan will come in and take over. For example, on Yom Kippur, when the Kohen Gadol has to be doing um, the service, so you need to have someone uh, prepared. So, he's also on a higher level than regular Kohanim, but not as high as the Kohen Gadol. So, which of them? Adif, here's the two sides of it. On the one hand, maybe you'll say the one anointed for war it takes precedence and remains tahor. Because he has to be ready for war. Who knows, right? He might he might have to come and serve in that capacity. Or maybe the Vice Kohen Gadol uh, is better because he has to be fit fit for service. Who knows when the Kohen Gadol will be incapacitated and they'll have to go in, and so he should not become Tameh. So which one is it? Oh well, here's an answer. Tashima Detanya. And Ben Mashuach melchama Hamala Sigan. Elashima Yuma alchim masumet Fayi Tame Meshuah Mil Kama tameh y Oh we're lucky to have a bride. that answers this Directly, there is no difference between mashum elchama and the and the Sigan, except that if they're walking on the way and they and they confront a mitzvah, so we tell the one anointed for war to become tameh and and not the segan. The Sagan is going to have to actually be serving in the Beit Mikdash potentially, and so therefore he has to. It's better for him to remain tahor hold on we have another contradictory Baraita, that says that the one that's anointed that the one that's anointed for war takes precedence so it sounds like the Sagan should go and take care of the Met Mitzvah. So, no, that is talking about a different issue. If you can only save one of them, two of them are drowning and you can only save one, or two of them were captured and you can only rescue one of them, then you have to rescue the Mashuach Melchama because the public depends on him. If there's a time of war, then he's necessary to go and uh, take care of and help out in the war. Um, So that is more important in terms of his life. Um, But in terms of becoming Tameh, Ulyan Tumah Sigan Adiv. That's what the first Pada'ita was talking about. If it's just about being Tameh, and there'll just be a few days, so then we'd rather have the Sigan remain Tahor, so he can step in if necessary. And um and the, the and let the, the let the Mashuach Melchama take care of the Met Misvah. And so we have a Brahtah that supports why a Sagan has that importance that you save his life. Um uh, sorry, that he um becomes he remains tahar. Um, because uh, we here we see what's the purpose of Sagan, um, uh, why do we have a vice Kohen Gadol, so that if the Kohen Gadol should have something that disqualifies him, um, then the, the Sagan can go in and take over for him. And Therefore, this, that might happen at any time, we need the Sagan to remain pure, but if it's about saving a life, ultimately the Mashuach um, the Milchama is more important for public safety. Because okay, now we're going to take a step back and recognize that we jumped right into a complicated problem of when we have uh, uh, two people and we don't know what to do. So this Machloket in the Mishnah is when there's a Kohen Gadol and a Nazir and they're walking together. But let's go back, take a step back and talk about a regular place. Just one person walking alone and we're assuming already that they can become Tameh. A Kohen Gadol or a Nazir walking alone met mitzvah can become Tameh. What is the source for that law? Okay, here it is. Tenur Banan. Alkol nafshot Met لا یا وا به مکتب مדבר ای بر خوکیم که وا خمره او ما که نجاتشو می تمه لکربیم، اینو eno تمه لارخوکیم کن گدال شنو می تمه لکربیم، اینو دین شنو Let's look at the Pesukim in context first. We're talking about here a Kohen Gadol that gets the oil on his head and also wears a special clothing. It says, He cannot become close to a dead body and to his father and mother, or mother he cannot become Tameh. So this is a bit redundant because if he can't get become Tameh to anyone does that include a father and mother? All right, well, you might think it's uh, maybe father and mother might be an exception. So has to add them also. Um, but the Gemara is going to um, add a couple Chava argument here, because a few Pesukim above have talked about a regular Kohen, and regarding a regular Kohen, already said, he cannot become tameh to a regular person, except if it's a relative. So, coming back to the kavahomet here, here's what we say. When regarding the Kohen Gadol, that says, Al kol nafshot med who is that referring to? Is it talking about Rechokim, meaning non-relatives? I don't need you to tell me about it that the, that the Kohen Gadol cannot become Tameh lemet for non-relatives, because I can learn that from a kavah Chomed. If a regular Kohen, who can become Tameh for close relatives, cannot become Tameh for, for non-relatives, Kohen Gadol, who cannot become Tameh for uh, relatives, all the more so cannot become Tameh for non-relatives. Uh, it's a long way of saying that a Kohen, a kohen Gadol first is a regular kohen, right? And so he has a basic requirements of all kohanim that cannot become tameh for non-relatives. Therefore, this pasuk cannot be talking about non-relatives. Rather, this pasuk by Kohen Gadol is already telling us that Kohen Gadol cannot become tameh, not even for his closest relatives. Therefore, the words Leaviv Mo are extraneous, and so they're available to learn something else. Leaviv hude no mitameh ha mitameh hu lemet misfa. It's only for his father that he cannot become tameh, right? There's a point that there's a yud here, right? If it, without the yud, it would be mitameh, me which means he makes something else tameh, but mitameh with a dagesh and uh, means he does not become impure. Um, and uh, but he can That means it's actually limiting um, and is being more permissive. Only for his father, a Kohen Gadol cannot become Tameh, but that comes to exclude someone else. And who is that? That's a Met Mitzvah, and this is the source that a Kohen Gadol can become Tameh for a Met Mitzvah. All right, while we're in the middle of this derasha, let's just complete it and read a couple more lines what does the word his mother uh, come to include? Because that also is not necessary from the first phrase, that he cannot become tameh to anyone. We know the gadol cannot become tameh to his mother. So what is this coming to add? It's actually a l'gzera shava. Veni gadol minayin. Okay, this word le'imo is going to teach us that. A Nazir, a Kohen Gadol, cannot become tameh lamet, but is permitted to become tameh in other ways. Now we already know this is true regarding a Nazir, because for a Nazir um, it says he cannot become tameh b'motam, right? When someone dies, so that means only for tumah lamet he cannot become tameh, but he can become tameh lamet. For other reasons, for nega sarat or for zava. If, mean, meaning, if a nazir has a friend or relative who became a, a, a zav or became a mesoda and needs some help. And so the nazir wants to help them out and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, touch them, uh, go in, uh, um, uh, you know, and uh, help them out. And so then by doing that, they'll become tamé. That's okay. A nazir is permitted to become tamé, sarat, or tamé from a zav. And um, uh, the only problem is tameh lamet. So we know that for nazir. Now I only know that for nazir. What about kohen gadol? Is it the same? the same true? Kohen gadol does he have to keep away from all tumah or only tumat met? Amarta lo yomar imo be kohen gadol shen tameh domasherek avachomer hu ma im bemakom kohen gadol she she kohen jot mitameh laachiv <laughs> meachiv me'aviv en kohen gadol mitameh la'aviv. Uh, okay, so we're going to learn from a Kav that the word mother is not necessary. Um, I mean, you could tell this already because since the first phrase uh, said the Kav cannot become to anyone and that included relatives. So, I already know all close relatives, so really the mother is uh, extraneous. Okay, but we're going to add here a Kavahomed to prove the point further that the Kohen Gadol, why do, in the word Imo, entamudomad, it teaches me nothing new. After all, I have a Kavahomed. If, regarding a regular Kohen, um, he can become Tameh for his brother, but only for his paternal brother, assuming a full brother is both, but um, let's say it's a half-brother. If it's a paternal half-brother, yes, a, Kohen, a regular Kohen can become Tameh, for if his paternal half-brother dies. And yet, he cannot a Kohen Gadol cannot become Tameh for his father. Then, in a place where Kohen Gadol cannot become Tameh for his maternal half-brother all the more so a kohen gadol should be um will not be able to become tameh for his mother point being that the uh the relationship from the father is stronger than a relationship from the mother regarding kehuna which makes sense because you become kohen through the father not through the mother and so, um, uh, the uh, the irregular kohen can is more likely to become tameh, be uh, more permitted to become tameh on his father's side because it's his paternal brother, he can become Tameh, and yet even though that's a stronger relationship, nevertheless Kohen Gadol cannot become Tameh for his father, so all the more so when the relationship is weaker, which is on his mother's side, and we see it's weaker because a regular Kohen cannot become Tameh for his maternal half-brother, so all the more so Kohen Gadol, if he can't become Tameh for his father, he certainly cannot become Tameh for his mother. Okay, therefore, im zachita mehadin matumodomar imo. So since we merit to or zachita, uh, we six uh, are successful in learning this law from a kavachomer. So what do I need the word imo regarding kohen gadol? Be kohen gadol mufne lakish vladunemenu gezeras shabbat. Ne mar imo benazir, azir vne imo be kohen gadol. Oh, so now it's extra this word to make a Kalvachomer. Okay, so we have to go through this whole kavachomer thing because we have to prove that it's extra. You can only make a Gezera Shavah if the word is not necessary for its own context. So it says the word imol also regarding a Nazir. He also cannot become Tame for his mother. And Kun Gadol also says that. So be no Ul So here's what we learned, just like regarding the word mother that's said regarding a Nazir. We learned over there that uh, yes, a Nazir cannot become Tame Lamet on behalf of his mother, but he can become Tame. If his mother or uh, uh, anyone else should become a Misora or a zava, and he needs to help them out and, uh, you know, give them food, and, and um, that would require being close to them and touching them and becoming Tameh. So, and that's permitted. So, to the word Imar, regarding a Kohen Gadol, also teaches that it's only if the mother would die, then the Kohen Gadol cannot become Tameh Lamet. But he is permitted to become Tameh as Nega Sarat or for a Zavah um, if, uh, if he needed to or if he wanted to. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen amen